0: Hello, everybody. My name is Amal al-Gamdi, and I am a student at the AIAC Master in Advanced Computation for Architecture and Design. Welcome to the podcast titled BIM for Automated Construction. My guest today is Hans Jacob Wagner. He's an architect and expert in integrative computational wood architecture and respective robotic construction technologies. Currently, he's a doctoral researcher at the Institute of Computational Design and Construction. He's a leader in this field, and during our conversation, we will explore topics such as automated construction, robotics, and world architecture. Welcome, Jacob, and thank you very much for agreeing to joining us today and participate in this podcast. At the beginning for the audience, I would like you to introduce yourself and tell us how you started this journey as an architect and construction technologist in the context of mass temper as where you are today. Um, yeah, I would like to hear that.
1: OK, thanks, Ammar. Um, first of all, thanks uh, for inviting me. Um, I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, and um, yeah, I mean, my journey, so I, I started out as a, as a, as a very conventional kind of architecture student, I guess. Um, I studied my bachelor in architecture in, uh, at the Technical University in Vienna. And I guess after after the bachelor, I thought like, okay, I don't wanna do two more years of, um, of that. Right. <laughs> um, so I went, went actually to work in Paris uh, for a year. And, um, and then luckily I was um, somehow Getting to know the the iTech wow. mass program in, here in Stuttgart, and um, yeah, I, I thought this is this is it. Um, it's a mix of, I guess, digital technologies, robotic fabrication, and um, and um, architectural design research. Um, quite different um, from most of the architecture schools, um, but I guess also quite similar to to what you guys are doing in uh, Barcelona. So uh, I think this is really, really an interesting uh, um, um, idea to, to talk to you and uh, yeah. to be here.
0: Um, so um, can you tell us, uh, in your own words, what is automation and how it's been introduced so far uh, to the architecture and construction industry?
1: Okay. Um, Yeah, so um, maybe actually I forgot to continue the the previous answer. So I I then got stuck here in Stuttgart in the end, right? So I'm I'm here since five years. Um, And um, in the last year, years now um, we we kind of tested out the large scale um, automation and construction project, which is the uh, Pavilion. That was uh, finished in two thousand nineteen. Uh, we worked in it for like two years, and um, I think this is this is the core project of what we what we envision um, automation to be in construction, right? Which is um, fairly different of how how you would uh, how how you would conceive automation construction from from reading blogs, right, or from reading let's, let's say technology oriented. Um, um, expert interviews and so forth, right? I think there's a notion of um, automating existing um, building systems and building structure um, uh, and components. And um, I, think, I think, of course, we, we can agree that the, that the potentials of digital construction uh, go way beyond that, right? And I think the, the challenge or the, the quest in research, um, the quest for universities is going to be to, to open up that uh, the development path to the industry. Yeah.
0: So um, what do you think are the challenges in creating a completely automated construction system? And how do you think it will impact the AHC economy?
1: So yeah, that's that's a great question. Um, I think I think this is um, one of the core questions, actually, not only for for construction, but even even I guess for society. Um, we all um, have a better understanding of how impactful construction is at the moment for the whole climate um, discussion and um, all these things. Um, as as designers, we might actually. Um, contribute 1,000 tons of uh, CO2 um, equivalent um, by just doing our job, right? Um, whereas if you, for example, start being vegan, you would reduce your impact by two tons. Around, right? So I think the the responsibility uh, in, in the design community is uh, quite high. And how did, how is that linked to automation? I think um, the point that I'm trying to make here is that um, The technologies and the automation um, potentials could be a good answer to addressing those topics, right? So we know, we actually know um, from architectural history a lot of um, ideas of how to build with less material, how to build more differentiated and more complex structures, right? But these kind of techniques, um, that kind of knowledge, got all kind of eradicated by the yeah, let's say, um, energy intensive, um, low labor um, paradigm of the 20th century, right? And I think um, labor labor is still very expensive, right? We we are not gonna afford um, to build Gothic cathedral like uh, building structures um, made by hand, right? But we actually might be able to build similar structures that are largely automated, right? And we could use um, computational design and, um, and robotic fabrication or also um, any kind of digital uh, fabrication uh, technology for for actually more intelligent structures right we actually know how to do that right it's just like the economics of it uh, just prohibited at the moment and I think this is the real this is the real quest that we probably um, should all be after, right? Uh, given given this responsibility, and um, I think in this case automation then also doesn't mean that you that you standardize um, building construction. I think this is is really also maybe at the moment a bit of a, um, a misconception, or let's say if you're in industry today, right? The only the only tool at hand to make automation working infrastructure standardization. You need to organize your processes and your design um, systems in a way that you can kind of reuse um, everything that you're doing, um, all your robotic, robotic uh, fabrication processes and so forth, um, to kind of get your return of investment. Right? This is kind of the only tool at hand at the moment. I guess the industry is talking a lot about platforms, right? So you you try to actually um, achieve a variety of solutions through clever organization, right? Um, but I think real automation construction will only happen if we if we are able to command our tools and our technologies in a way that we that we have unique automation on a project basis, right? So you would just you would just uh, Automate the construction of uh, the building for that building, right? What you're going to do for that building is going to be used only in that building, right? And of course, this is something that uh, we can't do at the moment. Right? This doesn't doesn't play out, right? But um, I guess looking forward um, ten years, um, thirty years, um, this is definitely what we what we need to do, and this is. Um, Probably also the the point where the automation technologies that we're using in construction will actually kind of leapfrog uh, the development in manufacturing, right? I think manufacturing is still kind of the big brother of construction. they are always looking at uh, manufacturing: what are they doing? What, uh, how do they organize things? And how do they? What kind of technologies are they using? But in manufacturing, probably like. Making every product unique is not really the point, right? Uh, no one cares if if the Model um, S Tesla uh, looks the same for everyone, right? Maybe it has a different color. Maybe it's like mass customized in in some aspects, right? So that everyone can still feel um, that they have a, that a, that they have a car that suits them somehow. But to make the system that is used, unique for each model, might be a bit over the top, right? No one really, I guess, no one really cares, right? If you just wanna wanna have a car that is good, that you can use, that is reliable. You know what you get, right? And I think in building construction that's different. I think uh, if you build a house, if you, uh, on a personal level, if you if you build a house where you wanna live in, right, that's a deeply personal um, thing, right? And um, in corporate uh, construction, I, I don't even think it's so different, right? Uh, you still want to have like way more of a say in what that is, right? What that uh, project is. And um, I, I guess that's, it's, it's, uh, if you want to automate that, it's like as if you want to automate a birthday party, right? I, I think doing, organizing a community around the building project um, is, uh, is first of all a societal, a cultural question, right? and whatever comes out of the discussion or comes out of the communication amongst like many many people will be the best suited uh, building, right? And um, it's it's somewhat. Um, maybe even dangerous to think that you can just uh, slap standardize the standardized system on top of that, right? Um, that would, to come back to the birthday analogy, I'm not sure if that makes so much sense, but I guess if you say you have the perfect birthday party organizational team, right, it's still not going to suit um, most of the people, right? Even if you say like, okay, you have 10 teams that you can choose of, or you have a birthday platform, <laughs> then... Um, then still, um, you're not gonna bring a lot of value to the to to um, to those parties, right? And I think um, even from a non-cultural perspective, even from a technology point of view, I think uh, it's it's similarly dangerous to think that we can now standardize our systems. So I think we need to. Advance very fast in the techn- in the in the building system technologies that we're using. Right, so especially in timber, um, there was like a lot of development in the last 20 years, uh, way faster than the regulatory bodies can actually kind of react to. Right, um, but this is not uh, this is not to stop. Right, I think this is going to go on. I think at some point we're going to be able to simulate the behavior of um, of timber. As the anisotropic material until the last cell um, of the fiber, right? Um, And um, we're going to be able to use the material way more cleverly and way more um, sophisticated than we're doing now, which means that the systems that we can reliably construct with are going to change, right? In five years, they're going to be different than what we're doing today. so if we say the building systems are gonna advance, and they should advance, and they need to advance, right? Then what do we do with the automation technology, right? If you're if you're now saying okay, we're we're building a robotic um, um, a factory that is like fully automated and is suitable for a certain building system, then well, I think it's gonna be a question of um, how long are you gonna do that, right? And I guess we see a lot of examples now in uh, in Europe, but I guess the most ambitious ones in uh, in America, that um, with Cetera and uh, and a kind of a lot of um, these kind of um, systems, which actually are very intelligent. I think they're not to not to say that that they're doing something wrong. I think they're doing exactly what you can do at the moment, right? But I think in it's it's still highly. Highly, uh, there is a high risk of paradigm Because I think fundamentally, um, they don't have, or their approach right, is, is coming from a manufacturing perspective. You take organiz- organizational paradigms from manufacturing and you try to apply them in construction. And construction is not manufacturing, and it works completely different. Right? I wanted
0: to ask you, uh, what's your vision? Are we going to witness robots replacing laborers
1: soon in construction? Yeah, um, yeah, I touched on that as well. I think I think we're not that we're not going to replace laborers in construction. I think um, at least not in the uh, medium, midterm kind of future scenario. Right? Maybe in the long term, maybe in two hundred years. Um, we don't we, we don't see any any craftsmen on the construction side anymore but i think in 20 years um, we will need highly skilled um, craftsmen on the construction side right the the, uh, the question is rather how or what are they going to work with and right? what are the tools they're working with and i think the, the kind of um, team on the construction side and in prefabrication is uh, going to be a human-robotic um, mix, right? So you're going to have humans that work with robots, robots that work with humans, and um, the more interactive that work becomes, the more you can address the, the kind of project unique um, challenges um, Efficiently, right. so I th- I think it's it's actually a very interesting question. Also in terms of how to organize that, right? How how do you manage um, um, your team of of, of craft, uh, men? Uh, or yeah your your your, your team? Um, how do you manage that in a, in a way that it's actually becoming inclusive of robots? Or how do you manage uh, automation um, system that is inclusive of humans? Right. So I think you need to conceive of ways how to, how to enable this kind of uh, interaction.
0: Cool. That has been amazing. Thank you so much. Um, I mean, Thanks I can't thank me. you enough. It's been amazing. You gave a lot of information, a lot of thoughts. And I'm really looking forward to publish the podcast. And yeah, thank you. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks so much. Um, great questions again. Um, um, I, I hope that we can um, expand the, the research efforts in the in that area. Um, and it's going to be a, like most of the questions that we touch upon are not things that um, that singular people are going to be able to solve uh, or address. It's more of a question of uh, cultural development and um, uh, kind of a shared um, effort. And in that, in that sense, I think, um, yeah, I would, I would definitely love to stay in touch. I, I love the idea of um, exchanging um, ideas, information,
0: um, questions. And um, thank you so much for, for having me.